Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Welcome Joy. back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Joy, I'm excited. Aren't you still excited from our last show with Rosini? I know, so excited. And so many people are finding nuggets, you know? It's, yes. It's so interesting to see how people feel different parts of different shows, you know, and, and get some self-reflection out of them. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah, and it's fascinating, Joy, too, that we are reaching the world with this podcast. We got listeners in Korea and Australia. It's just good to know that someone is getting something out of our shows. And so welcome, everyone, to this podcast. We did a Mm -hmm. teaser during the last podcast that we were going to, Joy and I are looking at this. We've we've been calling uh, guest speakers and guests, but really what Joy and I are doing is just tapping into the community that surrounds us and helps us to be all that we are. Mm -hmm. And we are really just expanding our, our community to our audience. And today we have brought another person in our community. Uh, We talked about last week, Denise Feldman. I want to, do a little introduction to Denise because I want to get into this this good discussion that we're going to have. Um, Denise Feldman is a local mixed media artist here in the DMV, the District Maryland Virginia area. For those who are listening, and she who's approached really her career, and I'm not going to tell the number of years, but let, let me let you know that Denise got some good treading in the court in corporate America. And really through the lens of creativity and community. And that's how really Denise and I met because we saw a kindred spirit and a community connection. But one thing I didn't know about Denise was that back in 2015, after being treated for breast cancer, and woo woo, she is still with us. She's a survivor. Um, she discovered the power of creativity as a healing practice. And when Denise shared with me the whole notion of healing practice, it really just piqued my interest because at that time she gave me her perspective and she was using healing art workshops in, in, in organizations in the DMV. And while she calls herself a creative dabbler who loves working with a lot of materials and surfaces, and let me let you know, she uses her wardrobe as a surface and a material. She can take denim and take it to a whole other level. In fact, that drew me to her. And I said, oh, she's got some, she's an art underneath all of this corporate work. She's an artist at heart. And she shares that approach to creative living at home and work which is apropos joy to our show, right? Um, To inspire others to live more purposefully. 
and really bring their creative selves to the table and tell their stories like on and off the page. And what I like about that is because she loves that, because as you know, when you have a clear canvas, you can paint the next chapter of your life. So welcome to me. Thank you. Delighted to be here. So excited. Thank you. We are excited for the energy that you're bringing to the show today. So Joy and I just love to just get in the air and just, you know, get curious about uh, about you and, and what you're doing. And one of the things I want to start with is let's go back to 2015. Yes. It's where it seems like it all began. And um, and share with our audience and even Joy and I, why do you feel art heals? Well, I think uh, let's take a step back even further. I just want to say that even before the breast cancer diagnosis, um, I, I've, I, I hadn't really thought of myself as a creative person. Probably many of us don't. Um, but really, as far back as childhood, you know, my parents got me the Barbie, but not the the whole living arrangement. And so I took a shoebox and, you know, made her little bedroom and, and that kind of thing. So it has been with me my whole life. Um, and then uh, in 2014, wham, bam, I got um, diagnosed with breast cancer out of the blue and kind of ha- put all of that inspirational kind of thinking on hold, right? It was, I, I focused on um, my mantra that I created for myself at the time, which was, you are a warrior. And, and got through all of the treatment and, um, and came out the other side. Thank goodness. Um, yes. So it was 2015 and I was feeling better. And um, a, a kindred, a, an artist that I had followed for many years um, on social media and also had, had the opportunity to met, meet in person, was offering a workshop at her studio in Pennsylvania. And I just kind of took the chance and went. And the workshop was um, called Altered Books. And she always had brought sort of a, her own, you know, personal self to the table. And, um, and so it was really, she, she welcomed us in and, and kind of demonstrated through her own art um, how she was expressing herself using an old book and kind of rethinking it, reimagining it, right? Everything mm-hmm. from painting a cover, and these are hardback books, painting a cover to ripping pages out to, you know, to painting on the inside of them, to collaging and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And journaling, just really using it to express herself. Um, and so I, I took part in that workshop and had the most wonderful experience. I left not, of course, having finished the whole book, but really having gotten started and and kind of I opened up the portal and all of these emotions flooded out, mm. you know. Um, so she was really holding the space for us. Yeah. Her name, by the way, is Kalina Tara, in case anybody would like to look her up, A-T-T-A-R-A. Um, and, and all the way home, you know, drove all the way home and thought to myself, wow, I just had cancer. Like, you know, all of those realizations, all of those emotions 
I had bottled, really bottled up for so long, just because again, I, I wanted to focus, you know, on, on getting through it. Yeah. Um, and so I continued to um, work on the book and, and eventually finished it. And it, it became a healing practice. It, it was, ah, when I was done, I was like, ah, okay, I've gotten all of that out and now I'm ready to start living again. And so that's what I mean by, you know, kind of telling your story to make room for the next chapter. Well, it sounds like there was a journey in, in doing that though. Talk to us a little bit about that journey. Well, um, I I approached it um, kind of the way I approach work a little bit, which is sitting down and um, I use a tool called mind mapping, which which you may be familiar with, where I literally am using a blank piece of paper and putting an idea or a feeling or project or anything in the middle and just kind of letting it flow. Yes. When I, when I did that, I, I realized that in looking back on it, I had come up with some themes and those sort of themes or prompts, right. That I gave myself helped me, um, express myself. So I'm holding up the book for those of you, you know, unfortunately that can't see, but there is a, there's a, there was a theme about losing my hair. You know, there was a theme about community hmm. and, and support. There was a theme about, um, you know, um, I had, we had, ta- I had taken a picture um, a few years before and it was a picture of an ampersand that was in Seattle. And I realized, you know, I was feeling so grateful for and, in quotes. Oh, right? I love that. Like, there was more to come. Yeah. And so I, I really um, just kind of stayed quiet and thought about what were the, I almost bucketed my emotions, right, into sort of, what was I feeling about this? And how did I experience that? And what am I grateful for? And, and um, uh, so I happen to have um, repurposed Shel Silverstein's book, Falling Up. And so I titled this book, uh, My Story of Falling Up. Hmm. Beautiful. Um, so, you know, and then I just used um, all kinds of, materials and things that, you know, spoke to me to, um, to kind of make, express myself and express my, you know, my personal story. And as you, as you, well, I got, so I got chills when you just said Mm -hmm. that because falling Mm -hmm. up, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. someone, someone else looking at a, at a cancer diagnosis or going through cancer right now may not feel hopeful may not no. they feel like this is the end, but the, the fact that you chose falling up was that mm-hmm. you were going to climb your way to a better place. Yeah, to a new beginning, right? To the yes. next chapter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something that you said I find really interesting is bottled up. 
mm-hmm. bottled up emotions and how much I find that really plays in with diagnoses or yes. symptoms that come up. You know, I, I was just dealing with somebody in the treatment room who has pretty much held a secret or been mulling something over for the past year <laughs> and started developing symptoms. And I didn't even know until the second treatment where we were together, I thought we were just treating the symptom, you know, the cyst. And it turns out, oh, this has actually been developing for a year when I decided to have this secret that I couldn't tell anyone. And and how interesting that the body is a reflection of bottled up emotions, you know what I mean? And how we don't even know it. And we may not even know what's going on under the surface until there's this portal or this opportunity or somebody gives us instructions of cut this out, use this thing, here's a technique to be artistic. And then you just uncovered all these emotions that have been bottling up. I mean, that bottled upness is yes. so key to me and is so linked with both art because it lets us uncork, you know? Yes. But also how our, what's happening physically in our life that we don't really realize building up. Yes. And I've always been the type of person, just my personality. I, I do keep my emotions really close to my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so this was really the first time that I had experienced that uncorking joy. Wow. Um, first time. First time, I think. Like I said, I'd always been creative, but never felt that <sighs> release. Release. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Release. Um, yes. And I think that's that was the beauty of, of that, you know, experience. And here's what's powerful in that in terms of the work that Joy is doing, the work that I am doing, and even the work that you're doing, is that we're giving people that safe space to really go in deep. Right. To just let it out. And it's something about witnessing someone having that release. I'm sure that 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 client of yours, Joy, that finally got that release, you know, was like, whew, I could, you know, I could be honest. You know, I, I had a conversation with someone who said something to me that they had never voiced mm. to anyone. And it was just the, the container that I gave them to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So art is healing. It is. And what I, and what I like to say when, um, you know, I spoke at our, in, in a corporate setting. Um, and at, at the end, I think my, my call to action or my, uh, prompt for people was, you know, express your story in whatever way feels right to you. Um, you know, that could be, um, speaking it to the mirror that could be writing that could be painting that could be gardening that could be. Um, setting a beautiful table, you know, dinner table. Um, but as we're as specifically as we're talking about perhaps trauma, you know, what what dance it out, right? What what form it will give you that cork popping? Yeah, yeah. And I love to hear how you do this with 
people now? How do you guide people through like this creative experience? Tell us what that's like. Uh, When I finished my book, I, I think I realized I had um, a story to tell, to share and that I wanted to share it and help other people, um, you know, release their stories out into the world. Again, with this notion of, ah, now that I have this in this vessel and I can choose who I share it with and who I don't, right? But the point is, Joy, to your point, it's out of my body, yeah, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so I thought, you know, where, how, how can I help other people do the same thing? I connected with a couple of organizations in the area um, specifically at that point, pre-COVID, um, cancer support related organizations. One of them is the Smith Center for the Healing Arts mm-hmm. downtown in Washington. They're, um, they have a, a brick and mortar location mm-hmm. and they bring in all kinds of, um, you know, art modalities really mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to share with um with, with people at their location, whether they are cancer survivors, cancer, you know, they're in the middle of their journey, caregivers, etc. So I, I took this um, altered book kind of philosophy and, and brought it um, to them. And um, so, so that was an idea. Um, I also worked with another cancer support organization um, closer to home. Um, And as COVID hit was really trying to think about other ways um, and uh, other forms. Um, During COVID, I I taught an online workshop that was um, a prayer flag workshop that literally used materials from home that you could find, whether it mostly paper, right? Because that's what most people have at home. I happen to have fabric and, and all kinds of things, but most people don't. And so it was this really quick and easy way of cutting out uh, images for, and phrases from magazines and things like that and and literally stapling them to a ribbon or twine. Um, And the notion behind prayer flags is putting your wishes for the world and yourself out, you know, out so that the wind carries those and, and those Mm -hmm. intentions are, you know, sort of carried on the wind. Um, And so, yeah, you know, kind of thinking through how do we, how do we reach people in COVID times? How do we reach people in non-COVID times? And and what are the forms you know that that help people the most? I um, hmm. one other thing I wanted to add around writing because I I truly believe well a couple of things I believe <laughs> um, for me creativity is a spiritual spirituality practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have come to realize again, for me, that poetry is prayer. And mm-hmm. I, I came across a, a poet, um, and 
was going through her book and found a poem that really spoke to me about um, recently that as I wrapped up my career in, in corporate America um, and not by my own volition, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of took that, that uh, poet, um, excuse me, that prayer to heart and kind of, took that as a, as a jumping off point and opened up, you know, a blank page in my journal and just started writing what it was about to work, you know, in, for 27 years, um, for one, um, you know, organization, but it was more about the emotion of, you know, having those good days, having those bad days, what that community meant um, and and what I felt you know I brought to that table that I was grieving right mm-hmm. um, I recently um, I recently gave myself another <laughs> another art assignment um, called postcards from a pandemic and I got the ideas from a variety of places. We haven't even talked about ideas and where they come from yet. But um, one of the things that came out in one of my postcards to myself, this is a postcard project to myself and I'm sort of writing or collecting those and kind of putting them in a kind of a time capsule. Uh Sorry, that's my cat. Um, (laughs) Is Grief and gratitude live side by side sometimes. And it just made me realize, again, in this particular instance around poetry and uh, what I was writing and things like that, as I took a look back on that, I realized that, you know, I was both grieving and grateful for that experience. Um, And the same thing I think probably could be said now that I'm six years out of that breast cancer journey, you know, have a little bit, um, maybe a different or evolved perspective, but that was definitely coming out of that was definitely grief and gratitude because it, it opened up a portal that I might not have ever gotten to. I am sitting here just going, you, you said we haven't gotten to where the creative ideas come from, yeah. but, but truly they're coming, they, I believe they come out of our experiences. Sometimes we realize that in retrospect, after we get to the other side of whatever we're going through and, 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 you know, Denise, I, you know, I do empathize with you and I think a missing link right now, as I talk to a lot of people who have either been fur- professional people in particular and long tenure people who have been furloughed or laid off or starting all over this whole notion of the grieving, you know, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I, I really think employers really need to provide, and maybe it's not called grief counseling, Maybe it's healing counseling, or mm-hmm. I think back to our last our last community guest. Uh, let me get the word our last community, um, Rosini, right? Where she mm-hmm. talked about this, right? In that out of out of that 
that healing, be it art working with you, be it joy, right? Coming in and, and really pinpointing where we're holding that. I mean, joy helped me with some something I was grieving with and that I didn't even realize I wasn't grieving with. Jordan, we were talking about, you know, my Gary go off to college, right? And and even even in my work now, I'm starting to work with people not to get them to the next career or the next chapter, but really processing through yeah. grief. And so this, this is, and using art and, and acupuncture treatment and, and coaching is really now starting to become a healing yes. community. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. That's what we've talked about, Sherilyn, too, is how much the pandemic has brought out creativity. I remember how we were talking about this around the holidays. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep Turns out everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out the General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. About, you know, such dire extremes can really be like what you're talking about, the birthplace of creativity. When yeah. people want to, like you just had to do that, Denise. You said you made an online workshop about um, making these prayer banners. I mean, that is like such a cool idea. I love that idea. And that would that have been born unless there was the restriction and the constriction and the, yeah. you know, the forced aspect of creativity that we've all had to rise from the ashes in some way, shape or form, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We need to get online and, and, uh, and go do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Want to do prayer flags with me? I yes. would love to. I, the concept was just so intriguing to me. And you, so you, so we talked about, you know, you you bring a lens, and it sounds like your aperture has really opened up a lot through through art and through and the use of it for healing. Yes. You know, how can we bring it to our home and work and really live more purposefully? So obviously at home, you know, there could be a a huge healing purpose. Um, I think I, I tend to, again, sort of shift away from the healing perspective and, and look at home and work um, as communities um, where we can bring a creative lens and it, and then it almost happens organically, right? Maybe it's not quite as intentional that you're healing, um, but more about um, reinventing, you know, reimagining. Um, so I was thinking about work and some examples and, and kind of how does this, how does this come into play? When I start a, uh, well, let me kind of back up. In order for that portal to open, you have to get quiet, right? This is where the, the meditation and the baths and the um, 
acupuncture um, and that kind of um, thinking about, you know, my purpose, Sherlyn, um, all I think come into play because I find that that's when ideas come to me easiest and sort of that's when they start to flow. Hmm. Uh, I was remembering back to college and I never realized this until recently, but if I ever had a paper to write or, or a project to start, I would take a nap. And I would laugh at myself because I was like, oh yeah, I'm way procrastinating. But I really wouldn't fall asleep. What would happen is about 30 minutes later, I'd get up and do a mind map or an outline or whatever. And it was, I guess, my brain's way of getting really quiet mm -hmm. and, and getting and letting those ideas kind of come in. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's getting into flow state. Yeah. yeah. So when I start um, again, and I'll, I'll we'll kind of come back to how this can impact, um, you know, building creative teams and and even uh, sharpening your creative lens at home. I I like to ask the question, "What if? What if?" And just kind of. Um, encourage people not to think about, oh, well, we can't do that because, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? Let, let's worry about the details later. What if we, um, what if we pretended as a team that we were, we were building this business from scratch? We were just starting, you know, as, as a group of entrepreneurs, what would we build and 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 what would it look like and how is that different than than what we've got going on today you know what if um i recall that i took on an assignment at work mostly because i thought it would be a growth assignment for me i am not a numbers person unlike sherlyn <laughs> i am not a numbers person and they you know, been told over the years by teachers and parents and others, you know, stick with the other side of your brain. So we had a, um, we had a project at work where we were looking at, um, my, my boss wanted us to look at um, ROI metrics and, and things like that uh, based on to tell us how well or how far away we were from our goals. And so I raised my hand and thought, okay, this is going to be a, a growth opportunity, right? And what I found was that we were, we were using a scorecard to um, record our monthly, um, you know, numbers in, in, on, on a variety of different projects. But then nobody was asking, so what does this mean, right? And and so I started asking, well, well, so what? Like, what's, what are we really, what is the story that the numbers are telling us? Mm -hmm. Then it clicked for me. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a story, right? Mm -hmm. The numbers are telling us something. What can we get out of it? And so it was an opportunity for me 
to then go back to my colleagues in the department and say, hey, yes, I was, I took on the assignment of pulling the monthly scorecard together, but what if we thought about the numbers differently? What would we do? And, and so it turned out that many times those numbers were telling us things that had we not paid attention, we wouldn't have done the fine tuning or the sort of adjusting that we needed in order to, um, to make a change that ultimately led us in a better direction or ultimately led us to you know, achieving um, our goals or, or headed in the right direction. So my, my theory about building creative teams and creative communities is to ask ourselves the question, who are our fire starters? And I, I think fire starters can be two, you could think about fire starters as two different, in two different ways. One is who are the people around us that are going to light the fire for us so that we don't freeze at night, right? Who are our supporters? Who are our cheerleaders? that are gonna say, hey, you know, I'm not a coach or I'm not a, um, a practitioner, but I love what you're doing and, you know, make it, it's making me feel great. And, um, or yeah, this, this was a win. Who is the person that's gonna, going to cheer your wins, right? right? The other side of a fire starter or the other sort of people I think of as my fire starters are those people who inspire me, who push me to, to think in a different way, who, who share their own perspectives with me, um, who, who kind of, you know, nudge you on. Um, so, so yeah, who are your fire starters and, and, and how can you, you know, how can you, rely on them or, or, or interact with them. Yeah. It's interesting that when you talk about teams though, it's, it goes back to starting with what the premises. One is that I think sometimes we feel bifurcated that we leave, like, look, you're a creative, look, look at all this creative work that you do outside of your job. Right. Yeah. And but how, how many of us compartmentalize that and say, Oh, I don't, that's out, that's what I do outside, mm -hmm. and, the way I, and the way I create at work is the way that I'm told how to create, and the processes that the workplace has already developed. Yeah. And don't bring that other side to, into the office, Charlene. Leave that out, mm -hmm. right? And and really kind of come into the systems and the processes that you are uh, working for, right? Hired, hired to do, right? Like, what's your job? It's your job. And yeah. so I, I, was, I would have to, I, I, I'll digress and tell a really quick story. I was sharing with Joy how, you know, I, I'm feeling stuck and feeling, you know, just not together. And Joy, talk about the treatment that you did with me to really help me get connected wholly with what I was trying to achieve in my business. And then also to what was I seeing as, as barriers when I was, 
I was, I hadn't even looked for a job. It was like, oh my God, I can't even go look for a job. And I know I probably need to, but I can't. I was like feeling like, because all the things that I've been doing while I've been on furlough, developing myself and growing myself, I felt a little bit like I may have to abandon some of that to fit into this job description paradigm. And I wasn't feeling whole. Right. And and I love that you say that bifurcating and how uh, Glennon Doyle also talks about this, too, is abandoning ourselves or abandoning a part of ourselves, you know, and and how much do we think we have to be a certain way, act a certain way, be professional in a certain style, put ourselves out there in a certain um, time frame in order to make it in order to be successful and not embrace the the procrastination, embrace the napping, embrace the doubt, <laughs> embrace the grief. Also, as part of our intuitive process, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I mean, in all of our treatments together, Charlene, it's a, it's like a combination of like clearing out and then reconnecting you with your heart, clearing out, reconnecting with your heart, <laughs> because it's like there's so much about vulnerability and protectiveness about our heart and bottling up and guarding ourselves and doubting our own um, intuitive whispers that are scary and not conventional (laughs) and really like letting ourselves feel those and accept those. It's a very physical process, you know, as well as emotional, as well as expressive process, you know? It's, I I think you hit it right on the head, Joy. It's all about vulnerability. It's all about me, you know, sharing my story, or it's all about me sharing an idea, or it's all about being seen, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, um, and how scary that is, and how either at work or at home, you know, you come, you come to a conversation and express yourself, and you can't do that entirely unless you trust and trust means risk right and all things play into our relationships and our home and work communities you're spot on because i i there was one group that i worked with it was a team and they could not get along and you know what the underlying issue was their engagement scores were horrible right it, it 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 was like you said the fire stars were saying hey we got a problem here somebody notice us please but the underlying issue the root cause before they could even form a team fully was the fact that there was no trust mm-hmm. right no trust yeah. in each other no trust in leadership you know right. but you gonna have, are you going to have my back are you going to have my back right. and you know right. maybe it's a great idea maybe it's not but are you going to be kind to my heart right <laughs> And And that comes out in expressing ourselves, too, in terms of even like picking a logo for yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you going to trust what you like? Are you going to trust what you want? You know what I mean? Picking a website, especially when you're out there and you're designing it yourself or you're, you know, you you are finishing one career, starting another. I mean, trust and vulnerability and creativity are really intertwined because it's like, ooh, I have this idea, ooh, but is that right, the right one? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? 
So I, um, I love this book. It, it, I go back to it all the time. It helps uh, remind me um, about um, taking the chance. And it's, it's by a gentleman, Seth, uh, and I think you pronounce his last name, Godin, G-O-D-I-N. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called What to Do When It's Your Turn and It's Always Your Turn. <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> you can see, you can see that it's, it's, you know, got, got tabs and pages, uh, the corners down and, and things like that. But the, the, the sum of it is really, um, it talks about what will you create and what will you, you know, manifest and what will you bring about and what's the action that you'll take. And the fact that so many of us, um, are blocked or afraid, or we don't have a feeling of trust. And um, so uh, this page in particular, what will you create? Um, I won't read you the whole thing, but it, he says, you know, we'd, we'd have no choice but to change things for the better, to take our turn and make a difference. And then um, as Michael Schrage, Schrage has pointed out, that's what all great organizations do, artists and humans too. We make change. What do you care enough to fix, disrupt, or invent? Wow. And um, and it's just, it's really about again just kind of um, taking the lead because really all of us are are leaders. We're just waiting for permission and a title to do it and. Who needs permission and a title? Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're doing your job. Yes. Why not? Why not do it? Take it to the next level. And I will tell you that the next generation is coming to this workforce are not beholding to a title. Mm-hmm. They'll be, they're beholding to impact. I'm working with yeah. my I'm working with my nephew who's graduating from college, and he's coming out with a bioengineering degree from an honors program. You know what he wants? To, I said, what is your, what, what would you like to do? I want to, I want to work for an organization that's making an impact. I want to work for somebody who's innovative, who's caring for the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, so their, their thinking is really, to your point, much different than maybe some of the generations that are, that are working today and it's yeah. going to reshape it. And I love this notion of, of building a creative community because I really feel like this is what the homework podcast was set out to do. It was seeing two people had something to say and something to offer so that people's lives are changed and bringing people like you onto the show, bringing our community and expanding and sharing with the world is awesome. Denise, we got to have you back. Because, oh, I'd love to come back. And, and if you wouldn't mind, if you could send us some pictures of some of the books and, and yeah. if, there's a, if there's a page that you feel would resonate with people, if you send us a, a, a snapshot of that, we'll put it out on our Instagram page so that people can see and witness what Joy and I have been able to see as we've been having this discussion today. And where can people find you, Denise? So I don't have a blog um, or a website, but I am yet. creatively yet yet. <laughs> I creatively um, I am hanging out on Instagram. Uh, 
Um, so it's D, like David Feldman, F-E-L-D-M-A-N-1005 is my handle on Instagram. And it's typically where I'm not only sharing what I create, but my thoughts around, um, you know, the world around us. And I would tell you, definitely want to follow her because the creativeness of this woman is understated. Thank and you. I want you to know, I want you to know that I saw your, your creativity, your power, your energy before I even knew your name. This is the oh, type of woman, God. this is a type of woman that mm. she is. And I feel very fortunate that you and I have made a connection. We may not be with the company that, that brought us together, but right. the connection that was maybe that was the purpose. And to your point, the grief and the gratitude side by side, I'm experiencing that right now in this discussion. This has been awesome joy. It it's just getting better, more better, more better, isn't it? Isn't oh. this so fun? Yeah. And it to is. your point, Charlene always wraps us up by asking for some tips from our community builder, fellow friend, guest. Like I'm so like inspired by this conversation. And so Denise, do you have some tips to send us into our day with of how to be creative, how to stir up this grief and this gratitude? What, what can we do to express ourselves creatively? Yeah. So, um, so the three questions, right. With that we started with, which was, um, how are you telling your story? Um, who are your fire starters and how are you fueling the world? Um, I think are, are three good questions to kind of leave everybody with thought starters, right? Big to chew on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then um, asking those questions, you know, what if, um, and I think looking at, in terms of a, a tip, I would say my biggest tip is around community and building community. And I have found in the last few months, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm grieving for this work community. I'm, I don't have my kindreds around me, but community doesn't have to be this big group of people, right? The three right. of us here on this podcast have built a community whether it's encapsulated in this time period, whether we'll take it you know, further, whether all three of us will spring from it, right? And bring other people in and think of maybe connections that we already have in different ways. So I realized recently that I have little communities and they serve different purposes, right? Right? Different purposes that may or may not lead back to creativity, but the interactions that I get spur ideas for other communities or other areas of my life. So think about community, you know, broaden, broaden your perspective around community and see what happens. Mm. Love it. Love it, Joy. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this show of The Homework. And if you are interested in following us on Instagram and seeing some of the beautiful work that Denise has uh, done, follow us at The Homework Pod on Instagram. If you are interested in connecting with Joy and I, you can send us an email at thehomeworkpod at gmail.com. And Joy and I... We are excited to to welcome you back, Denise, and we thank you for spending some time Mm -hmm. with us and sharing, wow, this powerful information on, you know, community, right, on creativity. Let ideas come. Let your let your mind rest. My God, it was it's joy. There was so much here. Mm -hmm. So much here. I can't wait to take a nap and do a mind nap, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Joy, you and I think alike, because I thought, boy, today is snowing here. I'm going to take a nice nap and see what comes out of that. So thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode of The Homework Show. Joy, tell us where people can find you. Yes, the homework show is where we're at. And you can also find me on Instagram at uh, Quantum Heart Medicine. And you, my website is joy-andrews.com. And um, Charlene, you've got your website up as well, right? That's, that's correct. My website is pushplaycoaching.com. And you can find me at pushplaycoaching at gmail.com. Love it. And then we're also streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, share, leave a five-star review. Yes, keep sharing, keep sharing, because this is too good to keep to yourself. Okay, until next time. Bye, y'all.